to On The Lockdown with your hosts, Larry, Alice, and Ogie, the Quarren Queens. We're here to help celebrate the playing Couch community and tell some of the stories of how we're all adapting to lockdown. So this week we're doing something a bit different. In light of the recent resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement, most predominantly in the US, but also in the UK, we thought it would be very fitting to make this week's episode focused on this. And seeing as we are a school that prides ourselves in being an international community, we want to promote our alumna and friends' work. Perhaps your initial reaction would be, I'm not racist, it can never be me. And we're sure this is true. But it's not enough to simply not be racist. We all have to be anti-racist. So in this podcast, we're going to be talking about different topics. What the Black Lives Matter movement is, why it's important to us all, how you can find out more and become an ally, and spreading awareness to others. We will also be hearing from Ima Iger Mokide, who left in Upper Five in 2018, Joan Erica Dury, and Izzy Obacheri, who left in Upper Six as a class of 2019. These women have all been very active in the UK movement, using social media and their platforms to educate and inspire others. So first of all, what is the Black Lives Matter movement? The Black Lives Matter movement is a global effort to address the injustice, violence and systemic inequality black people face all around the world on a daily basis. The Black Lives Matter hashtag began in the summer of 2013 in the US after George Zimmerman's acquittal for the shooting death of 17-year-old Trayvon Martin. The current resurgence of the movement has been triggered by the murder of George Floyd, an unarmed black man who was killed by a white police officer, Derek Chauvin, who pressed his knee into his neck for nine minutes. So why are we actually telling you guys about this? So we think it's so important to realise the responsibility that we all have in ending racial inequality, regardless of whether you are black, white or anything in between. Many of you listening will be aspiring to be in positions of power later in life. And when you get there, it's so important to remember the responsibility you have to see that justice is done and the impact you can have by making educated decisions. So how can you educate yourself and how can you help? Education is the key to toppling racist attitudes in our society, which is why we think it's so important to be using this platform to educate our fellow peers and colleagues from St. Cats. There are so many accessible resources out there for us and we're so lucky because of the technology we have. You can research anything and learn so much with so much ease. So if you're a reader, you can read why I no longer talk to white people about race. So you want to talk about race and there's loads of other books you can research. If you prefer movies, you can watch The Hate You Give, 13th, When They See Us, Who Killed Malcolm X, and TV shows Dear White People and Blackish. If you prefer YouTube, you can watch the videos videos of educational study tubers such as EHIS and VKativu and the Study Tube Project. If you have Instagram, there are accounts to follow that are very informative. For example, Joan Eric Udori's account Africa's Truth and an account set up by sixth form students in the UK from former British colonies called fill in the blanks UK. With anything there are of course extremes but you can make sure that you're exposing yourself to suitable content. 
in trying to help the movement directly, it might seem like this issue does not affect you, but we assure you that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And being neutral in situations of injustice is equal to choosing the side of the oppressor. So with that being said, you can sign petitions, write emails and donate to charities with links will be in the description. There are already several on change.org, but petitions ideally should be on the government's official website for a greater chance of acknowledgement. The link will also be in the description. We have even started a petition on the government's website to introduce black history to the primary curriculum in the UK, which should be live later this week. And we will make sure to send out the details soon. We would like to stress that it's not only yourself that you can have an impact on. Don't underestimate the power of your platforms in various mediums, which can be utilised to spread awareness, education and action. Don't underestimate the platform you have, whether it's digital or non-digital. You can speak within your friendship circles with your families. Have these discussions about race, racism, white privilege, no matter how uncomfortable it may make you. And it's okay to be scared. Like, it's okay to not know how to speak up if you've never spoken up before. But it's always better to say something and to be corrected and learn than to say nothing at all. Looking at the impact you can have online, we have Joan and Izzy here to talk about what they've been doing. Hey. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about your new account, Africa's Truth, Joan. Like, how did you decide you wanted to make this? What inspired you to start this? So actually, I've been, I was thinking about doing this for a long time, but like, I guess I just never like actually went through with it. But I was watching Blood Diamonds a few like days ago, like maybe seven days ago now. And Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like interested in how not that many people understand um, or know that much about like the Sierra Leonean war. So then, and then obviously George Floyd died and I was having a conversation with Izzy and Elena and then we were just kind of like, let's let's actually just do something. Let's try something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so then we just made Africa's truth, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it was really important to kind of start this safe space where we're able to discuss kind of like harsh topics considering discrimination that haven't been... Um, discussed before or are avoided on a daily basis especially because like ignorance in society leads to oppression of non-white people quite a lot so I feel like the whole point of the account was to like um just inform people and raise awareness on these kind of matters as well as we just wanted to like shed some light on like how intricate and how vast the African history and black history and blackness and kind of Mm -hmm. during times when everything just seems kind of dark and kind of like upsetting shed some light on the, the beauty of that. exactly I think the beauty of the the beauty of the page is definitely how it's meant to like encourage an open it's an open discussion and we value mm-hmm. everyone's opinions and another, yeah so I think sorry that, and another thing that's beautiful is how like yeah. although I kind of had the idea talking to everyone else like Elena and Izzy and Anushka they all just kind of had the exact same idea mm-hmm. but we just happened to speak to each other about it and mm-hmm. so um, the ideal the idea of this whole page is that a lot of people can share their stories share their artwork their music anything anything they want to talk about any book they've been reading anything like a film whatever 
it's kind of for anyone to participate. It's more of a, it's like an online community. Yeah, no, that what you said, the fact that you're spreading awareness of the history that I think particularly from like students in the UK, like just don't hear any of that. Like anything I've ever heard is generally from like my peers at school, but that's kind of it. And so I think, like, I really like the posts that yeah. you make that are about sort of That's shedding light on how much there is. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a big continent, you know. Um, <laughs> That's a really good point about, um, especially in kind of like British society, because I feel like racism mainly happens behind closed doors um, and therefore it can develop in so many ways. So I feel like it's just brought to the surface when you have a page like this and an account that's all inclusive and shows shows light on everyone's perspective. And another thing that's really important is how we as like a team and as, as like a collective, we kind of agree to disagree on some points, you know, like for example, in one of our talks, um, our first one actually called Our Hair, Our Crown, um, you could see the dynamic between the three speakers, Izzy, Nabila and Matthew, they all kind of had different perspectives, but instead of kind of like getting angry at one person's point of view, they kind of just allowed that person to have that point of view. Okay, I might not believe in that, I might not agree, but it's fine. Like It's kind of like mm-hmm. a safe space for that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good like, opportunities you said for like discussion from like so many different backgrounds that you kind of do you will end up mm-hmm. having different opinions which just kind of is the way um like you know diversity is but like finding that common ground on topics is like really interesting yeah, yeah. <laughs> so could you guys tell us a bit more about don't touch my crown for people that might have missed the episode can you just summarize what was discussed yeah yeah of course so um me and Joan kind of had a conversation and I was like, Joan, I really just want to talk about hair because I, I don't know why I've been thinking about that, but I just want to talk about hair because I feel like there's so much um, that people don't understand about the kind of tradition of black hair and kind of the maintenance of it. And Joan was like, yeah, I feel like it would be really good to have a kind of like a factual discussion. So kind of bringing up the history and Um, origin of some traditional African hairstyles but alongside kind of incorporating personal experiences with hair so so we were kind of just discussing um, things like where cornrows come from and how our kind of ancestors worked on cornrows hence the name so when people kind of try and adapt the names of hairstyles that kind of have a lot of history and a lot of pain and a lot of suffering behind them it's kind of an insult and I feel like a lot of people don't really understand the concept of black hair also um, we covered topics such as why it's offensive to touch my hair Um, another one thing that I found really interesting was literally in in history um, people have referred to African hair Um, and the texture Mm -hmm. resembling wool and fur so we're automatically associated with animals rather than people and that kind of leads to the deep-rooted racism in so many people Mm -hmm. um so yeah just loads of loads of different topics were brought up personal experiences at school and um we had a really positive response and the beauty of the live as well because i was watching 
So um, obviously when you do an Instagram live, there are like comments below. And because I was watching and Izzy was the one speaking, what was going on in the comments was everyone's basically like telling their stories and telling us things that happened to them. And I don't know if Izzy, you knew about this, but people were discussing different topics within, in the comments. Within, yeah, yeah, no, I was reading. It was like people were talking about um, tokenism, the token black girl, fetishism, um, so Mm -hmm. many and mm-hmm. like new so like so many different things and also beautiful to see how literally just a few statements that you made or Nabila or Matthew made like sparked so many different conversations and mm-hmm. they emulated yeah I think that's the beauty of the live as well it just stimulates so many different conversations and me Nabila and Matthew we were trying to do our best to kind of yeah um pick up things from the discussion and discuss it on an in an open environment an open setting um again kind of coming to the point where we may agree to disagree but that's the point of having these like hard and discussions and it was really interesting to see how many different people had input and different perspectives and different experiences um yeah considering what a safe space you've made because people feel like comfortable to talk about anything on the live yeah yeah definitely yeah. because I saw yeah. a lot of the comments people were talking about their own like sort of memories of, of when that issue came up um mm-hmm. with her and things like that so that's definitely made people feel like quite comfortable with sharing their own yeah I really do advise you guys to go check out the Instagram account and watch their live videos because they were actually so informative like especially for someone that is black as well but also for non-black people to be listening it's just really informative so i really do suggest. i mean yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you appreciate yeah. it you guys should follow us follow more followers. honestly the more the merit mm-hmm. the more awareness we can raise the better exactly. well attaching the description informed. below thing so up next, we're going to hear a poem that Izzy has written and also published to from the Africa's Truth Instagram account. Um, so thank you very much, Izzy, for sharing it with us today. The poem's called I Angry Black Woman. I am a black woman and I hate everyone. I am always right. And when I defend myself, it is always angrily because I am a black woman and I hate everyone. I'm a black woman and I don't fit into society. Although racial variety is present, cultural ignorance resonates and frustrates. It irritates before arriving at the inevitable conclusion that I am a black woman and I am angry. I am a black woman who has been raised in an illusion, the creative delusion that I could ever belong, the profound confusion when I'm not being a strong individual who stands alone in this world, it's wrong. I am angry because I'm forced to be against both my own culture and others as I don't belong to either, because I'm a black woman. There's a negative association with the three words angry, black and woman. I doubt this will ever change considering the way in which we must defend ourselves against everyday discrimination. I'm sorry, do I make you feel uncomfortable? Does my nappy hair insult you? Or maybe I don't. Maybe I'm too brown to be black. Maybe I'm the whitest black person you know. Maybe I'm too educated. But really, I am a black woman. I am proud to be black. 
I carry the weight of my ancestry on my shoulders and I will continue to endure the same suffering with my head held higher than anyone else trying to hold theirs higher than mine. I will rise above the anger and frustration because yes, I am angry, but I am a black woman. Woo-hoo. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Like we really enjoyed hearing about the account, a bit about the backstory behind it and again thank you Izzy for your poem um so here with us we have our friend Ima um just before the second Black Lives Matter protest that she has co-organized that's happening tomorrow Woo! so hi Ima. hi guys what's good how you guys doing thanks for we're good we're good um thanks for being on the podcast with us <laughs> right so yeah we just have a few questions for you um first of all I guess when was the moment you knew you wanted to start a protest um as in when did you think okay I need to do more and lead this yeah so this was I think um a week ago now maybe I think it was a week ago or yeah a week ago or more than a week ago about (laughs) a week ago yes yes um Um, yeah, like about a week ago, me, I messaged my friend Tasha and I was just like, this is not normal. Like, not normal, but like, we need to speak about this because I think it, I've always been speaking about systematic oppression, not only in the US, but also the UK. Um, and I was just thinking, this isn't right because the UK, we always speak about systematic racism that happens in the US, but we actually never speak about what happens in our country so yeah it kind of didn't really start off like yeah big protests it's just kind of like we need to spread this information then it went into a protest and then it blew up everywhere um but I think that the U.S. protest really inspired me um really really did inspire me to see different races gen races genders sexualities everyone coming together um and uniting to fight against something that's just inhumane really inspired me um to start these protests then um yeah I I was thinking not gonna lie I didn't expect me to be put in the position that I'm in um yeah Mm. I didn't really expect at all but yeah I didn't expect I'm an 18 year old girl I didn't expect to be leading these protests to be on the news like it's actually really crazy to me um, but yeah, I I just thought, yeah, maybe I can help people. Then all of a sudden I'm leading it and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I didn't really expect to lead it like this, um, which is a bit mad. But yeah, that's basically how everything occurred. Yeah, that's so cool. And also for people listening, like in case you don't know, I must had a bunch of interviews recently. <laughs> She's been in like magazines or is it articles? I don't know. But you know, one of them. And it's just so <laughs> cool to see a former St. Cat's girl as well and like a fellow friend just making making moves. moves. Yeah. <laughs> making really big moves. So it's so great. Thank you, Ima. No problem. Um our next question is how do you think we can go about tackling racism in a predominantly white area so i sorry since our school is in sorry so what do you think um well informing people because yeah i think that's just the main thing calling people out on their ignorance because from a young age i would always call people out but my white 
the white people and the non-black people wouldn't call their friends out for being racist and saying racist stuff. Um, I think the main thing is to educate people on covert racism around Surrey and rich white yeah. areas that aren't really educated on covert racism because I'm not saying that they are racist, but they are so ignorant that it is covert racism. And I think the main thing is to start teaching people about black history because in the UK, 100%. we don't have a lot about black history. I don't know if it's supposed to be protecting mm-hmm. the ancestors. I don't know what's happening, but we just don't have a lot. And I think we need, as people, as people in Surrey who aren't like in that Surrey bubble, we need to call people out and start being like, that is not right. That's not right. Do assemblies mm. on it. Do talks on it. Get beat. Like, it's just insane how many people are so ignorant about this in a predominantly in predominantly white areas. Um, yeah, yeah. I I I think that I've actually been thinking about this a lot for the past few years and how you actually do educate people in this circumstance because I can't blame them because they are in a bubble with white people. They don't see a lot of people of color. The parents mm-hmm. mentioned them a lot of people call it. It's just how it is. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that just educating them is the main thing. Education, education, education. Because educating people from a young age opens up their minds to so many different things, so many different opportunities and so many different ideas. So educating people in these types of areas from a young age is the first step that we can take yeah absolutely I completely agree and like particularly on that fact that like it's definitely something I picked up on that a lot of it so the responsibility has always sort of fallen on black people to sort of call out people that are being racist but it's never really like been something that like white people or non-black people really would call up if they heard something like that and I think that's something that we really need to like you know wake up to something that we need we like we as white people and non-black people also need to wake up um I'm a just that last point you were talking about how like we need to start teaching people from a young age how to be anti-racist and aware like less ignorant and I was reading something on Instagram I don't know if you guys saw it but about how actually from the ages of zero to like five children are so impressionable and yeah. that's yeah. when they start to exactly that's when they start to make up their minds about oh they start to understand what race is and then they start to go more mm. to races like that then less Mm -hmm. interaction with the other race yeah yeah if we can just put that like as a society at that young age we'd have such a much more knowledgeable generation yeah yeah welcome yeah Mm. and that kind of that responsibility falls on like parents but also schools Mm -hmm. and then later on in life it's peers it kind of does shift quite a bit um yeah and I think you're so right in saying that we need to speak up because it was something Ogo said earlier, which was um, as long as you say something, even if you have to get corrected, that's better than saying nothing exactly. at all. Exactly. Absolutely. Just, so Wasn't important. that what Megan yeah. said? Um, Megan Markle mm-hmm. said, yeah, Megan Markle yeah. said, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she said that the only <laughs> thing wrong to do is not say yeah. anything. Yeah. Ogo thinks she said it first. But... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, seriously, though, should I tell you where I saw it? They, I did say it before Megan did because Megan's thing came out like <laughs> Megan's thing came out three days ago. You guys actually just hear me out. It came out 
three days ago because she was addressing it to like her her own high school uh-huh. but yeah I did where i did see it from was from this nigerian american girl like just a random instagram and she was talking to her followers and i'm like i literally wrote down what she said <laughs> i was like this is just too good <laughs> no yeah i think uh, like, oh. impre- i've heard right you heard it here first guys <laughs> Mega Markle. Yeah. And so what do you think that the like main aim is of the protest? Because it does seem that obviously it comes under the umbrella of Black Lives Matter. Um, but you also have lots of I mean, being having been at one myself, you hear you hear lots of different chants of different, you know, stuff that's happening in the US, also stuff in the UK. What do for you do you think is the main goal of it? I think the main goal is just to get our voices to be heard by people and that we are tired of this like this has been happening for years we have been talking about this for years and i think that the amount of protests happening all over the world is just to tell people hear us like we are tired we will not stop until you guys hear us and i think that is the main point of these protests because i just want my voice to be heard to be honest, I just need my voice to be heard right now because I should not be afraid to be alive. That that like that is inhumane. I should not be afraid to be walking on the street. I should not be in any circumstance. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I should not be afraid that my yeah. brother's gonna get killed. Like that is not on. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. my main thing is to let my voice be heard and let my message be, be spread. My message is: until something changes, I will not be silent. Simple. Period. Yeah, and. There, there was literally a protest in every single American state, even Alaska and Hawaii. It's so impressive. Yeah. Like, I, it's on, I saw a video earlier. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. Of, like, I think it was over... I forgot how many countries, but, like, so many countries are protesting. It's 18 states, 18 countries. Syria, like, Palestine, like, what the area. hell is... Even Nigeria, like, True. honestly, like, I... Yeah, it's Nigeria. No, we had protests in Lagos at the U.S. embassy. Yeah, like I, it's just because insane. of COVID. But yeah, <laughs> it's just insane. Like, yeah, it's, it's no, mad. definitely. Like, oh, goodness gracious! Yeah, protests. Protests are just to like inform people louder and louder because if they're listening to us when we tweeting, we gonna go out and do our thing. Because like, I mm. will march around. <laughs> it's so much more effective than just like an instagram post editing Oge here so obviously we were talking about protesting in this episode and how it's great you know to advocate and fight for something you really believe in but we just wanted to make it clear that currently it's illegal to go to protest if you're not socially distancing and being at least two meters apart because the law defines a gathering as a meeting involving social interaction with each other or to undertake any other activity. So this would mean that attending protests is illegal if you're not upholding socially dis- social distancing guidelines. But there are you can attend protests as long as you're socially distancing. And I have to just reiterate this point. At all of IMA's protests, they have implored people to be socially distant and they've handed out masks gloves hand sanitizer etc just trying to make people be as smart as possible but protesting is not the only way to make a difference for the black lives matter movement and like we mentioned previously we've attached all our resources 
that we've mentioned in this episode in the description and it will be in the email that's sent to you guys so please just think about all the different ways you can help protesting isn't the only way okay remember of course COVID-19 is still around and so don't go protesting if you know that just wouldn't be a wise decision or you could affect a family member or friend so just be wise about that but yeah okay back to the episode so thank you very much Ima for being on this episode and letting us interview you like it's so cool just honestly all the things you're doing and getting to have you on here it's just really amazing and real life celebrities don't know if you can hear it okay's voice but she is so gassed I don't know, I'm actually so excited obviously like I know you not yeah okay's friends. acting like we haven't been best friends for years what the hell is no, I know, I know. it's like oh my god keep going anyways, anyways she's just like this um let's get back to you know tomorrow's her protest and we wish you all the best and we hope it's successful peaceful not violent and it just you get your message across you know so thank you. thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Really thank you. Thanks, Ima. So here we are on Sunday morning at 10:30 a.m. and we decided to record this bit from the comfort of our beds. So if we sound a bit groggy, please don't mind us. <laughs> There's a lot going on on the media right now, and if you're feeling overwhelmed, it's important to take care of your mental health and do so do take breaks from social media. But this doesn't mean you should completely ignore the issue that is racism. For those of you that are white, which at the school we go to is the majority of our student population, can I just implore you to reach out to your black friends, ask them how they are and listen to them. If you want to learn more about racism and what it feels like, ask them about it. But do so in a way that isn't pressurising because it's not the responsibility of your black peers to educate you. That is your responsibility first and foremost. And on that same note, we think it's also important to ask any of your international friends about what's going on in their countries and in their cultures too. For example, we've heard a lot in the news recently about the situation in Hong Kong, but what we really need to do is ask our friends from Hong Kong how they feel about it. And lastly, it's tragic that such activities have had to occur for this movement to regain momentum. But we must not let this just be another trend that comes and goes. We must continue to do our bit, have these conversations, educate ourselves and support the movement, not just now, but always. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back at the same time next week. If you have any suggestions or questions, feel free to email us. This is The Corin Queens. On the lockdown. I'm